Welcome to The Daily Sales Show, hosted by Sell Better. We're here to talk about what these two gurus think about where AI is taking us in sales. They don't need introductions, but I'm going to give them one anyway. The bearded giant that you see in front of you is Scott Lease of Scott Lease Consulting. This man throws down gems. John Barrows has been following AI for probably over a decade now and its advancements. So seeing it come from what it was to what it is is something that he's very close to. I'm excited to hear what he has to say and some of the predictions that we're going to make here as a group today. Go ahead and scan this QR code. Check out sellbetter.xyz. That's where you can find all the the fruits of our labor, the things that we create for you, salespeople on the front lines doing the job every day. And while you're at it, explore our YouTube channel. That's where you're going to get all types of highlights from the show, great nuggets that we drop, and sales tips that actually matter. I want to give a big shout out to our sponsors, our partners, the folks that make the show possible, Apollo, Demandbase, Vidyard, Win.ai, and Gong. Very excited for this new release from Gong. They just released Engage. Engage is a new sales engagement tool. Say goodbye to those ineffective prospecting techniques, overwhelming manual tasks, and check out Gong Engage. I'm dropping this link in the chat so you can grab it and get started today, today, today. Go get it. That's the name of the game. John, tell them about what you're offering. Everybody that's in the room today, sh- yes. share this. This is just the for room. you in the room. Yeah, no, this is a special one. So uh, just the membership, right? So now I've gone back to work for a lot of you who've kind of watched me for a while. You know, Q1 was a tough one, right? So I decided to come out back out front and, and get my hands dirty. Not that I ever got out of selling, but I, you know, hardcore now, because I don't believe right now, if you're not in the game selling, I have a hard time listening to you, right? Because things are moving so fast. So this membership, now I give, I give all my training, live sessions, first week of the month, filling the funnel, second week of the month, driving a close, and I'm bringing all the new stuff that I'm learning along the way. Anybody can join. All the stuff is on online and recorded as well, so you can take it on demand. And then I do workshops throughout the month on tech skills like AI and everything else and sales skills where I bring in people who are smarter than me to teach me about how they're using these type of things. And so all that stuff, I'm basically learning out loud and it's 420 for the year, but for this group, for people who are on this call, buck 99, if anybody's interested. So uh, let's have some fun together. Yo, the link is there. Get that JB sales membership. You want to be a part of that. Uh, By the way, Brian Remington's here. Hey Brian, what's up kid? (laughs) <laughs> that's that Boston John shit. What's up, kid? It's not derogatory. Is that what's up, kid? That's a good thing. You want that from JB. All right, Scott, we're going to talk about some unexpected things that you've done recently in AI because historically you have been noted to not be super embracing of what AI was in sales, but I think you are now. So I want to talk about that. Uh, the present role in sales, what's it look like? What are we doing? Why are we doing it? And then some things that are on the way. So be ready for that. Uh, let's talk about how the tides have changed. Scott, first of all, welcome back to the show. I appreciate you. Um, thanks thanks for having me here, guys. Absolutely. Uh, let's let's all thank Scott for coming. And uh, his insights are always important. Scott, I want to talk about this change because you are historically not noted for being super amped about bots and AI and automation. Why the change? What happened? Uh, I Basically, I, I had this realization where... Um, I might not like the direction that things are going and it may scare me a ton and I may get like very sci-fi and Skynet Terminator vibes with all this kind of stuff. Yeah. But I realize that it's inevitable. And so what am I going to do? Just like rage against the machine nonstop, be frustrated, pissed off, you know, try to create some revolution against it. Like I just realized that this is, this is a fleeting failure in the in the works and so i might as well try to do something with it that 
is actually like out in front of the things that are happening right now, at least try. I'm not a big fan of like, you know, here's this tool to automate this one little hack that saves you three seconds per day of productivity. I'm not necessarily a big fan of the million and one like generative AI kind of tools for my own business as a mostly like a one person business. I understand why you might need it at scale. But I started thinking bigger and dreaming bigger and having visions of of what could become. And I've taken a couple swings at that recently. And uh, so that that's really the change. It's just like, man, I can fight this thing or I can embrace it. And embracing it doesn't have to mean just doing the thing that's happening right in front of me right now. It actually means like, if you think about an F1 track, it's not turn one to look at. I'm looking at like turn four and turn five. Yep. And I'm trying to do something like that. Whether I'll be successful or not, who knows? But well, it has, it has at least like gotten me fired up about it. The spark is the thing that has to happen first yeah. for us. Every time you get turned on to something new, it's an experience that you have and then boom, you're into it. You want to learn more about it. And I think that's what's happened here. We're going to talk about turns four and five when we get to predicting the future. So I'm excited for that. John, yeah. when did you start to give this cause for pause, right? Like, you know that yeah. there was a moment that you were like, I can't ignore this anymore. I got to take note. Yeah. I mean, it was, it was early this year, obviously. I mean, I, you said I've been following this for a while. We'll talk about this later, but you know, the, the Gary V wake up call back in 2017, when I saw some AI stuff that a kid, that somebody had done based on my email, right? So a, a rep left from Salesforce and created an AI bot that wrote this why you, why you now email that Jeff Hoffman created personalized email better and faster than I ever could. And I, I was, I was shocked, you know, I was like, holy smokes. And that's when I kind of saw it, but then I didn't see it take over. I was like, all right, this is just kind of a fading trend. But then when I saw chat GPT, I mean, literally the day I was introduced to chat GPT and just started asking it questions, like I was, I was like, holy shit, like this is different. And look, we've all been like, we're all old enough here, right? We've been through some shifts. Like I, I graduated in 1998, right? And and they're really, the internet was kind of a thing, but so we saw the internet come out of nothing, right? And that was like, whoa, but it wasn't this like exit, like this hockey stick, right? It was like, all right, an evolution of it. Then we saw DS, then we saw high-speed internet, right? So we saw high-speed internet go from, you know, dial up to DSL. And I was like, wow, that made a difference. But again, it was kind of like this. Then we saw the cell phone, then we saw the iPhone and these were all big shifts, but they weren't massive exponential shifts. This is a massive exponential shift because this is generative and it's learning on itself and it's getting better exponentially. So we have gone from this, from an evolution standpoint to this. And if you are not, if you are one of those people that's putting their head in the sand and saying, oh, this isn't going to affect me, you're wrong. You're straight up wrong. And I don't care what role you're in. Forget about sales and SaaS and tech for a minute. Think about lawyers, think about doctors, think about every single profession this thing is coming for. And so you yeah. either learn how to leverage it and keep the human factor here or you get replaced by it. And I'd rather leverage it. I know I'm going to get replaced anyways. I, I I know it for a fact. Right now, somebody could go out there with all the free content that I have online. Same with Scott, was with the emails, uh, with my videos and my blogs and everything like that. Anybody can actually create an AI version of me, right? And what am I going to do about it? And so I'd, I might as well do it myself. And that's why I'm trying to figure out, like I'm the same thing with Scott. I use these for little kind of nuanced ways of making myself more efficient, but I'm trying to look ahead and say, how can we keep the human factor here? Because so many people are using AI to automate a lot of stuff. And my danger with that is if they are automating what they're doing, 
then you are replaceable because as soon as you figure out that prompt or whatever that automation thing is that you can put yourself on autopilot, I as a business owner can look at you as a $100,000 paperweight that I don't need anymore. Right. And I could just say, thanks for the prompt. Thanks for the tech. I don't need you anymore. So that's what's happening right now. And I'm scared that a lot of reps are looking for it for to do their job for them as opposed to facilitate their job so they can learn and educate along the way. Well, and that's what we're here to do. We're here to educate and shine some light on these folks that are living in that doom and gloom life. I remember not long ago, it was the SDRs that were under the microscope. Everybody was like, SDRs are going to get replaced by AI. But if you look at who's in the room, AEs are out in force right now wondering, Am I going to get replaced? Am I the thing? I can tell you, it's going to be a tough call for a lot of you. It's going to be a wake-up call for many of you that have been doing the same things for years. Well, let's talk about that, right? Like the things that people are doing right now. Uh, and we're going to talk about these points, but Scott, what's been hot for you while everybody takes a look at what's been working for John? And he's going to break these down in a minute. Yeah, well, <clears throat> I don't know if anybody here has has seen it, but I more or less created a sales training movie uh it's 100% ai driven it's the sales reaper series um you could you got a link drop it in the chat man yeah i'll drop, I'll drop it yeah <laughs> i've yeah, it's pretty badass by the way this is like uh, to the youtube channel where there's there's two trailers and there's three full episodes and the fourth episode comes out tomorrow and the fifth one comes out next thursday and if you mash it all together we actually are selling it as a a sales training program it's interactive it's different. It's creative. It's not, uh, am I allowed to like rip on some of our competitors here? This is not like Miller Hyman training from like 1950 and Sandler shit. You know, this is like, I don't want to watch that shit. Okay. What do I want to do? I want to watch this like weird Halloween style movie with this character that is struggling to sell and this fictional reaper that's killing deals. And here's the reasons. The, the response has been absolutely unbelievable to these videos. Everybody's like, what the fuck is this? This is like different and unique. And even if you don't think that the points that I'm making are, are salient and the, you know, John's training methodology is better or whatever, that's fine. But it's hard to argue that this is something unique and different and engaging, right? And my inbox is flooded with reps and managers who are like, this is so cool. When's the next episode coming out? And anybody could build this. I used a tool and partnered with a, uh, a couple of buddies, David and, and Ryan, and, you know, kind of wrote the script and, you know, each of us had our own part to put, put this thing together. So that's one thing that, you know, to me at least is like kind of out in front. I don't know if anybody else has built a hundred percent AI sales training video like this. Um, uh -huh. This marriage of education and entertainment, right? That's it. I, and I think you're hitting the note on the head right there. Uh, Michael Laszlo, I'm pretty sure I'm saying your name correctly. I hope I am, buddy. Sorry if I butchered it. He says, if context is king, how does Gen, I, Gen, Gen I AI factor into this? Generative AI was six months ago. What Scott is doing is putting together an actual, real entertainment style resource for a big community of people that all stand to gain a lot of insight. I'm reminded of the 90s sitcom days where like Uncle Jesse would come into the full house room at the end and share his life lesson. And everybody's like, oh shit, I can relate to that, right? Like the same thing happens when you see that deadly sin hit the screen and you're like, that's me. I do that all the time. I got to change, right? <laughs> this is real stuff. John. 
Tell me about your visit with Gary Vee. You mentioned it earlier. This is kind of where humans are fitting in right now. So talk yeah. about these for a minute. Yeah, this is going back to that email that I saw in 2017 and those reps, you know, and I, and, and when he, when I saw the email, I was like, whoa, because I was like, yeah, sure, fine, send me a sample, right? And and the kid sent me a sample and I was floored. And, and quite frankly, I, I sent him back and he was like, wait, there was no human involvement in writing this? And he goes, no human involvement other than picking the article to use from our app. And oh, by the way, it took 70 seconds. And I was like, holy shit. And this was again back in 2017. You're like, we're right? dead. So I'm like, what the f like, and this is right around the time. So Gary Vaynerchuk, for those of you who don't know, he's a little crazy, but he's cool. He has this thing called this 4D session where you can go to his office in New York and you sit down like you and 10 or 15 other entrepreneurs, you pay like 10, 15 grand or whatever. And, and you sit down with 10 or 15 other um, ex entrepreneurs and he brings in all the executives from his business. And they talk to you about what they're doing with the biggest brands in the world and social branding, you know, personal branding and all that stuff. And then Gary comes in at the end and does a, a Q and A. And at that point, I had just seen this email and I said, Gary, like, I got to ask, I just saw this email that was written better than I could, all this other stuff. I go, where does that leave us as humans uh, as part of this process? And he goes, don't worry about it. He goes, you're not going to beat the tech, right? He goes, let the tech do all the work. Let it, let it actually write the emails, let it do everything, but be the last mile. And that's where that, that dawned on, that, that stuck with me to this day. And I think that's the key right now. It's like, I got no problem. I mean, the, the stuff that I'm using ChatGPT to prep for meetings and to do my research, I mean, the efficiencies that I found in that, just simple stuff that I used to just Google, I am now using these AI tools for, and I'm even letting it write the email. I'm even letting it write the, the presentation or whatever it is, but I'm not hitting send as soon as I have it write the email. I get it all the way to the point where then I can take it and then put the last mile on it and humanize it. Because as long as there's a human on the other end of that phone or on the other end of that email or the other end of that Zoom session, we have a chance, right? Yeah. I mean, look, when computers start buying from computers, I think we're screwed. But as long as there's a human there, and, and look, with all these AI tools, and you all know me, I've been in this game for a while now. I know how to write personalized emails. I can still tell when it's an AI written email. I still can tell because there's just not a soul to it. There's just, there's no real like story around it. There's no feeling to it. And and that's why I, I kind of marry it with the give a shit factor. Like if you care, like that's what you have to be, in my opinion, these days, you have to actually give a shit in sales, like about the person you're reaching out to about the, you can't treat them as a number, right? And it does come through. I don't care. I mean, it's getting better and don't get me wrong, probably in probably six months or a year, it's going to be so good that I won't be able to tell, but I can still tell. And so- AI has taken over, for instance, the, the the game when it comes to quantity, and it's getting better at quality. The only way to break through the noise right now is really focus on quality as a, as a human, but but use AI to facilitate that quality, right? Mm -hmm. So that's kind of where my head's at with all of this stuff. I got no problem letting it do the majority of the work. But if we are not the last mile, if you are, it's the same problem I had with cadences, by the way. Like I couldn't fucking stand cadences when people were just putting them together and push and play and did you get my first email bubbling this one up to the top and one two three stuck under a rock bullshit like i i, I sat there and i was like why do we pay sales reps to do this like i You're being amazingly by a walrus why we pay sales reps to do this and now those same sales reps are now using ai to write better shitty emails to <laughs> automate them further again what's the point in paying a person to do that when i can write a prompt to do that in a second or buy a tech that does that a thousand times better than most reps ever will. Yo, put a one in the chat if you would buy a t-shirt that says better shitty emails. I love that. I think that's so good. <laughs> now, 
Shout out, let's say Rocco, one of my toughest critics. I love you, girl. I see you on every single survey. All right, let's, uh, let's, I want to ask this question for you because we're going to talk about calling our shots here. Okay, mm-hmm. so here's the question. This is the question. While they're talking about this, you guys can answer this question right here. How many hours a week do you spend on tasks that AI could probably handle, right? Uh, all right, let's, first I want to, let's start with Scott. Scott, call your shot, man. What does the next six months look like for AI? What's coming? What do you think is happening? What's on the way? Six months. Well, <clears throat> I think things are moving much faster than most people recognize. Okay. Um, I had a conversation with somebody the other day who's been building in the AI space for a long, long time. And what this guy told me was that essentially the capability of AI is doubling every year, meaning whatever it can do right now, next year, it'll be twice as powerful. And the year after that, it'll be four times as powerful as today. So if you pause for a second and extrapolate that out over seven years, that's 128 times more powerful than AI is right now today. That is mind blowing for me to think about and, and try to figure out what aspect of life, what profession, what skill is not at, at risk. So you, you're asking me to narrow that down into six months. Sure. Okay. That's a hundred, not a hundred, not two X, but like 50% better than it is right now. Here, yeah. Here's what I'm thinking. I'm thinking John was talking earlier about upping the Boston in his little avatar. And I think he was, he was talking about this as a joke, but I actually think this is very, very true. Because if you look at kids and how they play video games today, they go into franchise mode of Madden or FIFA or whatever. My sons do this all the time. And they do this like skill training stuff, right? And somebody gets faster, this character. And they build these characters from nothing. It's like a rookie who has level zero skills. And they make one guy super fast, one guy super strong or whatever, right? you be able to do that with your sales reps. What I mean by that is there's going to be an AI version of John and James and Scott who is available to download essentially. And this person, this AI avatar person will be one of your sales reps. They will be making calls for you. There is right now floating around a 100% AI version of me making cold calls on behalf of a company that a lot of people know that I'm not allowed to talk about yet. They downloaded all three of the books I've written, all of my LinkedIn content. They took my audio book to get my voice. They pulled 500 podcasts that I've been on. I listened to this thing and I'm like, other than a little bit of a slowness to respond and, and some kind of buggy little things, like that shit sounds like me. It uses my slang. It has my sense of humor. It's very, very bizarre. But let's say you don't want to pick Scott as your character. You like John better. Pick John. Pick James. Let's say you you want to follow uh, Sandler methodology or, God forbid, Bant methodology or whatever. You pick and choose whatever the hell you want your sales team to do. So now, rather than having 50 SDRs, 10 SDRs, whatever you got, what if you had 10 versions of John and Scott and John's methodology, and Scott's methodology, 
out there prospecting for you. That I think is six months or less away from becoming possible. I know because there is a version of me doing this right now yeah. that is on the precipice of being fine-tuned and being launched that people can test out. It's a good call, man. I appreciate that call because I don't think we're far from that either. I think six months is too long for that. I think there's a ton of stuff coming our way that's going to change more rapidly. John, you had a list of things that you thought were probably in our near future, and I'm going to share these results. Look at the amount, and we're going to talk about this in just a minute as, after John finishes, but look at all the hours y'all spend on stupid things that AI could probably do. Hours not selling. We'll talk more. John, call your shot, buddy. What do you got? Yeah, I mean, I think that we're all going to have an AI assistant, personalized AI assistant, just like you got Siri. It's going to be, hey, AI version of whoever the hell else helped me organize, not even just sales, by the way, organize my day. Tell me what I should be doing today. Um, I'll tell you right now where I think the entire industry is going. I don't know about in six months. I do think that Scott's right. In, this, in the next six months, our inboxes are actually going to be filled with super hyper-personalized emails that are super relevant to us. And I don't care whether it's coming from a human or not, by the way. That's why I think the SDR and the BDRs need to level up right now and really start to think about full cycle sales. And because I think a lot of the front end of the sales process is going to be taken care of by this. Because if you think about it, right, why do we hate spam? Well, the reason we hate spam is because it's irrelevant, right? It's like, I don't care about this, but why do I like Instagram these days? Well, I've trained that algorithm. Well, that algorithm's trained me, right? Because I've thumbed up and thumbs down. I've stayed on pictures longer. So now every ad on Instagram, I'm like, shit, I want that. Like, that sounds cool. Let me give you one of those, right? And do I, and, and is there a person being like, ooh, let's give that ad to John? No. So now let's fast forward. There's enough information about all of us out there that AI can start to scrape with internet and crystal nose and all these different things and start to fill our inboxes with shit that's like, wow, like I need that, right? So we're going to have a filter of, of AI version emails, just like spam and that type of stuff. But then we're going to have AI that looks at those emails and tells us which ones are the most relevant for us. Right. I mean, Scott's already talking about that. I just dropped it air, uh, air.ai. Go listen to that voicemail. Go listen. That's, I'm sorry. That's not even a voicemail. That is a full blown customer service call of somebody who wanted to buy Apple glasses that were way too expensive, 3000 And the, the AI bot saw that he bailed and they called him and said, Hey, I saw it. And he's like, Yeah, I'm not interested. It dealt with his objection. It was, it made a couple of jokes. It paused a couple of times and reverted back to us. So it, the only thing, like Scott said, the only thing that was different that you could tell is that there was a slightly longer pause yeah. than there would have been otherwise, right? And that's, that's the stuff that's getting ironed out. Yeah, and that's getting ironed out fast. These so are just little tiny kinks that have to get ironed out for it to be on point, right? Yeah. And you, even you will admit, you feel like this is pretty on point, pretty accurate, right? Oh, no shit. You feel like sitting there going, I would say that shit. (laughs) When I go back to it, if you think about what we've done over the past 10 years to this industry, we have over-engineered this industry. We have over put too much technology behind it. We've over-processed it. We forgot the fundamentals. So now a lot of the reps are sitting there with all this tech stack, with all this process, but no real sales fundamentals to have a conversation. Mm. And so these AI bots, like these reps, we turn them into robots by giving them these cadence tools and telling they had to hit 50 dials or 100 cadences or whatever the hell it was. It's not their fault. It's kind of like I, the same analogy I make is with the trophy generation, right? Everybody hates the trophy generation. Oh, these kids all want a trophy. Well, who gave them a trophy? We did. It's our fault, really. It's our <laughs> fault. Like, with, like when I was growing up and I lost, you know, I felt bad, but my parents were like, well, get better, right? Now today, a kid still feels bad when they lose, but the parent gives them a trophy. It's the same thing with the tech, right? 
oh, 60% button seat's better than a 0% button seat. Grow at all costs. Money's free. Who cares? Let's go. Here's more technology, technology, technology. And now we're sitting there saying, oh, you have to sell. And, and we don't know how to. So we've turned them into robots. And now these robots are actually doing the job better. I mean, think about a cadence that you typically get, though. Hey, did you get my first email bubbling up to the top, right? That's been terrible for a long time, but at least it's been okay and it's volume okay. Now the AI is doing personalized cadences at scale. So yeah. where does that leave the rep who just turned us, themselves into a robot? Well, it leaves them in a position to be doing manual tasks and not selling, right? That's the whole idea. That's the whole point. So check out this graph, everybody. And we'll just kind of riff on this for just a minute. But take a look at all the things, right? Some of you guys put in four to six hours. Some of you guys put in six to eight hours in there. Some of you guys had more time that you put into manual tasks that probably could be done with AI. Uh, John, you use this in your training. Anything you yep. want to point out that stands out to you here? Well, I mean, this we've served the staff. Or this is, comes from Salesforce's, um, you know, state of sales report this year. Yeah. And, you know, we've heard the staff for a while that only 20, really at the end of the day, when you peel it back, only 20%, 28% of a rep's time is actually spent selling. Right. But if you look at all those other components, right, that's all stuff that AI can help with. And so this is why what I'm coaching companies to do is you almost want, like, there is an argument right now, and I'm not joking, there is an argument to rip and replace, right? Because what got us here won't get us there. So when I say rip and replace, I mean, burn your sales team to the ground, burn your tech stack to the ground and reset with tech, with AI native tech and AI native sales reps that can leverage that tech. There is an absolute argument to do that. I don't think that's the way to go. I think we need to transition through this, but we need to work together to do it, which is why I'm suggesting everybody have like turn their sales org into a sales lab. So for instance, every rep is looking behind their shoulders, no at wondering like, when is this going to hit me? Right? Like, when am I going to be irrelevant? And they're all playing with it in some way, shape or form. And there's not one leader out there that can say, oh, I know what's happening and this is what we're going to do here. So why not let's leverage this as a team? So turn your sales org into a sales lab, Friday afternoons, two to four, pick a topic, any topic, I don't give a shit. Any one of those that are on that graph, right? And and say, okay, it's kind of like um hackathon. You know um, how engineers have hackathons, right? Oh yeah. Topic they nerd out on it for a little while, right? Well, I think we should have sales hackathons. Pick a topic, get your team together, and then say, hey, for the next two hours, anybody who can figure out a solution for this thing and make it more efficient than how we're doing it today, meeting prep, uh, prospectus, looking through 10Ks, annual reports, writing emails, doing follow-up, whatever those things are, whoever finds the right tech to do that wins the day. This way, you have the senior reps working with the junior reps, so you're bringing business acumen to the tech, right? Tech native kids. Then if you find something, well, so you're increasing empl uh, employee satisfaction, right? Then if you find a solution, holy smokes, that's cheaper and easier because of AI, then you reduce your tech stack and you reduce your spend, and we can transition through this mess that we're in right now. That's the way that we have to look at this, because if not, it's going to just, like, we're going to keep cobbling together this crap and everybody's going to be doing their own thing. And it's not, the transition is going to be painful like it is right now. It, it's becoming more painful for the reps that have been going through the motions for years and just coming in and doing the things they think they're supposed to be doing, right? Mm -hmm. But Scott, what have you seen on the front lines for what people are doing moving forward that's changing their results? <laughs> Anything that stands out to you that you've seen as you've run around coaching all these different teams? Well, they're, they're utilizing this go to network kind of approach <clears throat> a lot more than the traditional go to market. It's not that they've thrown cold calling and cold emailing completely out the window. That would be dumb. Nobody with a, a sound mind would say like anything is dead and it should be completely, you know, tossed aside. But now they're augmenting those efforts 
with relationship building because when my whole inbox is spam or AI or every phone call I get is spam or potentially soon AI driven, the only thing I can trust is the relationships that I have and the people that I know and I've had dialogue and interaction with. So if I get a cold call, I'm not answering it. If James or John calls my phone, the odds are much higher that I do answer it. Same thing if they text me or or they email me. So how do I utilize AI to build relationships, create relationships, meet people, engage with them and, and be where they are and, and whatnot and learn and just like set the stage for one day. Maybe I can help you out. Maybe you can help me out. Maybe I have something of value to offer you. Right. So I'm seeing people utilize AI. John mentioned crystal nose, for example, it's like the strength of relationships. There's a million and one different products that I won't mention right now that are, you know, building like nearbound and referral programs at scale and utilizing AI and showing the strength of relationships via LinkedIn and your network and things like that. And if you're not participating in, in AI, not participating in growing your network, you are at risk of becoming a dinosaur and going completely extinct. Yeah, I and agree. It's, we, it's scary for people to, to think about and people are getting really up in arms about it and which makes sense because, you know, if I have a cold call training business and that's what I do, I'm pissed off if Scott's over here saying cold calling is not working the way that it used to. And by the way, your teenagers don't use the phone at all, period. So in 10 years, when they are the C-suite executives, how are you going to cold call Scott's kids who don't even use the phone? Yeah. I get why those people feel threatened and they're pissed off and the claws are coming out. Right. But that doesn't mean that we're wrong. It doesn't. And I want to pause on something that you said there, because there's a piece of this puzzle that I remember when... Tech was taking over businesses left and right in the late 80s, early 90s even. There was this adopter, non-adopter classification that arose. If you were of the older generation, you were classified as a non-adopter. Now, tech is superfluous, right? It's everywhere. And you can't avoid it. Even people that swore they would never, ever buy an iPhone bought iPhones when COVID hit. Because it was the only way that they would be able to communicate with their families and become technological adopters so that they could do this. The same thing is happening in our space with AI. Those classifications exist. Go ahead, John. Can I make a comment? Scott said something about trust. And, and I think this is the critical piece here. People say they buy from people they like. That's bullshit. They buy from people they trust, period. And if you are doing things like over automating the sales process, and I figure that out in any way, shape, or form. I immediately don't trust you. And I'm going to put a link in the in the chat right here of something that really crossed me recently, which was when I did a post on this. There was an LMS post that that, that like this new tool that analyzes LMSs. And I was like, oh, this is kind of neat. So I did a post on it and very and on LinkedIn. And very quickly, I got five or six different comments on it. They were all the same format. And I was like, what the fuck? And I didn't realize that AI was. I knew AI was doing in mails and that type of thing, but in mails are junk. So who cares? But the comments, I mean, that's where we make the impression. That's where, you know, the goal there is to build trust, is to show some expertise, is to show some insight and in, in, that I'm kind of interested in what you're saying or add some value, right? And so I took that screenshot of those of those things. I whited out their names. 
And I post, I said, if you are using AI to auto comment on people's LinkedIn's, stop it because you are eroding trust. That platform is going to get destroyed. I actually am on the LinkedIn Insider Group. I sent that to the to the executives at LinkedIn, and I said, I've been. I was number thirty five thousand five hundred and forty one on LinkedIn. I was one of the first members on LinkedIn. I've, I've seen com- competition come and go on LinkedIn. Honestly, if they let the AI bots do the chatbot stuff and auto comment, I got no problem generating the comment. And then again, last mile human looking at that and saying, that's a good one. Let me post that. But if you are auto commenting, it's going to ruin the platform because trust will be done. I will, because now if I think that you did an auto comment, right? Because the the goal there is to make an impression so I can kind of think of it. So when I get your emails, like, oh, who is, you know, I'm familiar with you. But if I think you're auto generated on a, on a comment, well, then your email I almost guarantee, I think, you know, I'm going to think is auto-generated. The call might even be auto-generated. So you have zero chance at engaging with me if I don't trust that your communication is genuine. And so that's why that's the danger of over-automating a lot of this stuff is that we erode trust. And that's what I think, unfortunately, a lot of people are doing. It's just like the relationships, like Scott's telling you. Like The reason I was uh, that I think Scott's really good on LinkedIn. I'm really good on LinkedIn. James, you're really good. Is because we actually grew up and networked without LinkedIn before LinkedIn was a thing. I wasn't allowed to use it, (laughs) right? So we knew what relationships were like. We knew what it was like to make a connection and have something real. So when LinkedIn came out, it was like, oh, cool. Now this can help, right? But now we get introduced to the tech first, and we have to reverse engineer to figure out the fundamentals of how to use it, and that's the wrong way. Like we should start with the fundamentals first and learning how to engage with people, learning how to have conversations with people and then enable it with tech. And that's the danger right now of where we are at. Man, that was such a good, like, I, know, I know, I know, I love, you know, I love your rants, but I hope y'all like that rant as much as I did. Put a one in the chat. If you're feeling that rant, that was a good rant. Uh, I got to bring up these two movies because I think you had some really good insights about how these two movies relate to what we're going through right now. Um, and one of them, and I want to talk about the first one first is this, uh, let's get rid of the fear, right? Lots of people are afraid they're going to get replaced by AI. Mm-hmm. And if you feel that way or have felt that way in the past, put a yes in the chat. John, Hidden Figures was a great film, but yep. there's a lesson to be learned here that applies to what we're going through in the space. So, break, uh, uh, Scott, have you seen the movie? Hidden Yeah, Figures? I, 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 yeah. Okay, great. So you'll, you'll have to hear your own insights here. Best, best, best part of that movie, in my opinion, was, for those of you who haven't seen it, it's when we got to the moon, right? And they were, that, and there was these group of women who were who were called computers. Literally, they were called computers, and they were doing hand math calculations to get us to the moon, which to me is fucking mind blowing, right? So then John Glenn, like the the stones on that kid to sit in that thing and say, "Oh sure, math equation's gonna get me there." Like, good for you, pal, right? <laughs> but but the the head of the Olymp- the head of the computers one day was walking in the main office, and she walked by this room, and there was this huge IBM mainframe computer that just got installed multi-million dollar thing, one of the first out there, NASA invested in, and it was called a computer. So literally a computer and computers. So that was there to 100% replace those women. So that woman, the the main head of the women, uh, the computer, she had a choice. One was she could go back and tell her team, hey, we got to be better. We got to be stronger. We got to be better at math because we got to beat that thing, right? Like there's no way that can replace us. You, You know, we got this, right? That was option one. Option two was she picked up the manual. And she started learning how to use it. And she started learning to turn it on, maintenance and everything. And then she taught her team how to turn it on, how to maintenance and all that stuff. So when the IBM like technicians came in to turn that sucker on, they didn't even know how to use it. So guess who went from becoming 100% replaceable to indispensable? So what I'm telling people right now is pick up the manual. 
Like literally people say, well, John, how do I get started with ChatGPT? That's a great question to ask ChatGPT. Literally go into ChatGPT and say, I'm a 47-year-old man. I live in Boston, Massachusetts. I'm the CEO of a sales training organization. I have no fucking idea how to use ChatGPT. What should I do? That shit's going to tell you. It's going to fucking tell you. Yeah. And you know, we're borderline like, bro, YouTube it, right? Like there's so many resources that we'll show you. Scott, uh, your thoughts, hidden figures, what John is talking about here, picking up the manual. What do you got, buddy? I honestly... That was really interesting. I, I've never thought about that before. So I was just sitting here going, I remember that movie. Yeah, I remember. I remember when that happened. I, ne I never connected those uh, those dots before, you know, but that that's sort of how we started this uh, whole conversation where I had that moment where unlike the character in the movie, my initial reaction was like, fuck that machine, no way or whatever. And it's taking me a while to be like, okay, I better pick up the manual. I better learn how to use this. I better be indispensable, I think is the word that that John used. So I think that's a great analogy from that that store. I agree. Uh the other one that he gave, and I'll, I'll give it, I'll give a quick synopsis of it, JB, if you don't mind, because I want you to have time to share share your AI bot. But uh if you've ever seen the movie Iron Man, you know that the original suit he created was just him in the suit. It wasn't until he added Jarvis, the AI that he created to where it really became what we now know as Iron Man. I love this analogy for where we are. We're still in the early suit phase, right, JB? Well, yes, and if you back up to Tony Stark, like, look at Tony Stark as a human. Like, as a human, that guy's got everything, right? He's super rich, he's super smart, and he's really good looking, jackass. Anyways, so as a human, you look at, wow, that guy's got it all, right? But if Tony was to go out there and fight the aliens and everything like that, he'd get smoked, right? Just as like, so he had to create the suit. But again, the first one was a clunky piece of crap and it did good, but it didn't become Iron Man until he hit that AI. So if you think of us, the human, us, the tech, so something like a, you know, pick a, one of your platforms, right? right? And then the AI that supports that tech. Now you've got all three pieces and now you can whoop some ass. Da-na-na, da-na-na, da-na-na. Oh, sorry, I had to get the theme out, you know? That's <laughs> All right, let's talk about the bots, right? Because I think this is a really important piece. Like, don't shy away from this, everybody. And this is what John means, and Scott agrees, I think. Coaching has yeah, a yeah. huge impact coming. Uh, I'll start with Scott. Uh, first of all, I couldn't resist this character. So, well done. Awesome. Well done. That's Yell it, by the way. His, his, <laughs> his name in the movie is Fitz. <laughs> Potentially, what does Fitz do? He's the old sage he's the 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 wisdom he's the one that you know has the the code and is passing it on in in the in the movie to this character who's this young woman who's learning how to how to sell and and defeat the sales reaper but he's he's sharing the insights he's coaching he's teaching he's training he's there every step of the way you know kind of helping this uh this character who's newer in sales become the future he's trying to replace himself via this gal that uh he's mentoring sure that's great man so these characters are all helping people and speaking of helping people we've been talking a lot about getting started with ai i got something special for you morgan j ingram put together a prompt guide for chat gpt you want to get started with ai you want to see how it can impact you do this we're putting the link in the chat right now for all of you that are still in the room go get this guide for prompts in chat gpt morgan is very intelligent when it comes to adopting these types of technologies. He uses them to his advantage, and you can too. John, this AI bot, 
uh, I'm going to launch this because I'm kidding. This is like totally relevant to what we're talking about. When did you make this? <laughs> so, I, so I didn't even, David, so on our team main stage, David, shout out. Uh, he did that back in February. And these would, these would with free tools. So you can actually go to my LinkedIn profile and you can see this pinned on the top. He, all he did was take a couple of my blog posts and a couple of my podcasts and roll it into this thing and did some AI generated stuff. And if you hit play on that, when you look at it on LinkedIn, it'll sound like me. It'll look like me. This is what's happening. This is without question what's happening. And we need to get used to it, right? Because that is like an, a futuristic lo looking version of me. In the not so distant future, that sucker is going to look exactly like me. Yeah. And it's going to sound exactly like me. And this is why, sidebar, by the way, don't ever pick it. Like, this is why cold calling is actually in a lot of trouble too, because I am now nervous about cold calling and picking up a phone because what they're doing is they're listening to your voice and they're recording it. And then they're going to feed it back to you and tell mm -hmm. you that they've kidnapped your kid or something like that. So that's why, small tip for everybody here, make sure you have a safe word as far as phones are concerned. If you ever get a call that says, hey, oh, mom, I've gotten an accident and that type of thing, have a safe word because right now it's going to sound exactly like your daughter. It's going to sound exactly like your son. So that stuff is happening, right? But it's, it's and, and you you launched on coaching. I think that's where co their sales, uh, th where AI is going to have the biggest short-term impact on sales, which is frontline coaching. Because reps, first of all, managers are never get, never get trained on how to coach. It's always subjective based on their approach. They never have time to do it either. So AI can literally listen and objectively give you feedback based on whatever methodology you have and give it to you in line. And because it's coming from a robot, I don't take offense to it. Like I might take offense because like if Scott's my manager, right? And giving me feedback, I might think that Scott doesn't like me. So when I get feedback from Scott, I might not be really listening because I think he has a grudge against me, even though his feedback might be really valid, but I have a personal problem or, or I think he's great, you know, either one. Whereas AI can really analyze it, pick up the nuances and give me direct feedback and then roll it up to a manager. So a manager can see really where the human needs to come in to do coaching because of the aggregate. So that's where I think AI is going to have the biggest impact on sales. This is such a huge point. We're all such sensitive creatures in the modern world. Managers are afraid to give feedback for fear they might be sitting in an HR seat soon. Yep. Sales reps are afraid to have those meetings because they don't want some kind of confrontation that they perceive in their mind. AI can help solve this problem. Uh, all right. I want to thank everybody for coming to the show. It looks like a lot of folks in here that took part in the poll have only been into the AI space for about six months. <laughs> Guys, this, yeah, what is AI? 4% of you that say, what are AI? Jump on the bus. You need a seat on this bus because it's going to take off whether you're on it or not. Scott Lees, thank you very much for coming in and sharing your wisdom. We are going to share Scott's LinkedIn in the profile. Go follow him, connect with him. I'm sure you can connect with him on other social media platforms. Very active on Twitter. I retweet Scott all the time. And again, everybody here, jump in the pool, okay? AI is here to stay. It's not going anywhere. It's going to evolve and it's going to change your life if you learn how to use it. Follow us on social, sellbetter.xyz. Connect with me on every platform known to man at Say What Sales. I've never met a stranger, just a friend I haven't met yet. We'll see you guys tomorrow for another stellar episode of Sell Better, where we help you sell better. Have a great day, everybody. Later, everybody.